Dog Trucking News is live with the latest news and issues from across the trucking world. Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis. Drivers want to welcome you to the first hour of Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking News. Thanks for being out there, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you may be, all across North America. Welcome to the Great American Truck Show in Dallas, folks. I am sitting in the Omni Hotel, and what a beautiful view of downtown Dallas. I can look right out the window, and I can see Reunion Tower. I can see the Margaret Hunt Bridge right across the way from me. And, man, what a great, spectacular view of what's going on in Dallas, right at the crossroad intersection of Interstate 35 and uh, the Mixmaster Interstate 45. You guys know where this is, and that's where we are right now, and we are going to be broadcasting live, ladies and gentlemen, bringing you the sights, the sounds, the flavor of everything going on at the big show, folks, the Great American Truck Show in Dallas. And, man, I can't think of a better way to kick off the show than to talk with Tim Ashoff. He is the CWO Crete Schaefer. Man, it's good to see you in Dallas. How are it's you? It's great to be back. And it's amazing. Uh, time goes so fast that it's been a year, but it's, uh, it's yeah. good to be back here. There's a lot of energy this year. I think there's a lot of good things going on, so it's fun to be here. Absolutely. You know, we're going to cover a lot of ground and uh, really appreciative of you joining me to talk about things that are happening out there. And, man, this is, I think, you know, I think a very critical point for the trucking industry. A lot of concern about the electronic logging devices, the AOB, DRs, those are out there as well. What are drivers going to be doing? But I know you've had a chance to get out and talk with folks uh, that are at the uh, convention. What are you hearing from them? I mean, a great sense of optimism. Are they a little cautious about what's going on as well? Well, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think okay. there's a, you know good optimism about where the industry is right now. I think you know freight's been strong. Uh, there's a lot of good things going on there. But then there's this mandate you know, kind of looming over another number of people out there. Um, a lot of us, as, as you know, uh, have been um, e-log compliant for many, many years, so it's not as much of a concern to us, but certainly, you know, it does have an impact on the entire industry, and so I, I would say what's going to dominate the show is the ELD mandate. You know, some of the ELD talk that I've been hearing, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, you know, some are saying that uh, once this thing does kick in, coming up in December of this year, that there's going to be reduced freight capacity, maybe in the neighborhood of like three to maybe five percent. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that will trickle down? You know, I do think there is going to be uh, an immediate impact when it does come in, into play and then how that will level off over time. I think that's yeah. the real question uh, because, you know, as we see when we when, as we saw when we adopted electronic logs, there was some adjustment that we needed to make as a company mm -hmm. to adapt to that to ensure we are matching up uh, our drivers' available hours to the best loads that match that to make, make them productive and get them back to that level of productivity they had before e-logs. And so we were able to do that, smooth that over time. I didn't get back to the level of productivity we had before. <laughs> uh, but certainly, you know, saw a little bit of a spike and then leveled it off at a, you know, probably in that two to three percent range. And looking at that from the driver's standpoint, I mean, as far as profitability, loads that are available out there, what are you hearing from your drivers about that, about those levels? Uh, I, I think uh, they're, they're thinking much the same. Uh, I do think um, that uh, drivers that don't have um, the, the, EL, the EL, uh, ELDs yet, and we have some drivers coming on board from companies that don't have them because mm -hmm. they're concerned about that. And what they're saying is, uh, quite honestly, they know when they were maybe getting 3,500 miles a week every week that that's probably going to be closer to 2,800 mm -hmm. to 3,000 mm -hmm. miles a week just knowing how their freight runs with the carrier they were at. Mm -hmm. And that adjustments are going to need to be made on that scheduling, otherwise they weren't going to get the miles. And so it's hard to make those adjustments with customers. Some of them can't be made. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people there doing the, you know, I have, uh, you know, particularly in the fresh and produce world, they have a lot of, you know, 600, 650 mile runs mm -hmm. that, sure. that they want 
done in a day. Sure. sure. And uh, with an e-log, that's really, it's, it's possible, but it's really pretty tough when you have all the other on-duty time uh, status that's there. You have that continuous 14-hour clock. It's got to fit just perfectly. Yeah, you've got the data. I mean, to look at the ELDs and say, man, it's really made a difference. I know there's some ups and downs with it. Uh, but when you look at it overall, I mean, it's really enabling you to be more efficient out there with your fleets, right? Absolutely. And and I can tell you, it's 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 helped us keep our drivers productive, yeah. but it's also made yeah. the drivers happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. um, one of the things that you always get concerned about is change and how are, uh, how's the team going to react? How's our driver associates going to react to that? And initially, it's change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But once they're uh, moved from the paper and moved to the electronic logs, they see two things. They see that, look, it, it is a lot easier. They don't have yeah. to keep track of uh, a logbook or maybe more than one logbook for, for some people, sure. uh, and that uh, they don't have to remember where they stopped, when they fueled, do all those things. It just is tracking as they go, and that just took a lot of burden off of them. But the second thing they could see then is by the company seeing their hours, mm -hmm. we could do, as I mentioned before, match them up with the best loads that match their hours. So they didn't have to adjust their clock uh, like maybe they did in the past. We've adjusted our loads to them. You know, I think one of the great things of what you've done before is that you've gone out and you've ridden with drivers. Sure. And, you know, I know that they probably have given you a lot of great feedback about that. What do you find to be some of the most rewarding and some of the most challenging, challenging things for drivers out there on the road? Well, I, I still think uh, some of the most rewarding things that I hear from our drivers is they're still, despite all the regulations that have come down and other things we do for safety or otherwise, they're still very independent yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's a good thing. And it's a good thing. Yeah. And they really like that. They get to see the country. We do not plan our drivers' days. I mean, some companies do that. We do have uh, electronic logs, but we, let, we, we give them a route. We give them a general trip general outline but we say you're the captain of your ship you got to go plan your days plan when you're taking breaks planning those things if you want to stop going through dallas and see the beautiful skyline for a while as long as you can still make your delivery you do that sure. so i still think there is you know we kind of lose that because we talk about how everything's getting restricted there is still that independence out there and I, I, that's what i find for most drivers still is that what they, that's what they really like is that a hallmark of a successful company is having folks that are independent like that I, I think it is yeah. you know um we have to uh, we have to develop uh, a framework where they can be successful, yeah, right. uh, and then you know they need to then push us <laughs> right. to make sure that you know we, we need to evolve yeah. because yeah. things evolve. You uh, like to get pushback, yes, absolutely. Time. I love to get feedback. That's why I wanted to go out and ride with drivers. Sure. I, I was down at a, we have a terminal here in Dallas. Yeah, right. yesterday I had a driver meeting. I had 40 drivers. So we sat down, we talked. I wanted to you know tell them some things that are going on with us, with the industry, and but more importantly, I wanted to hear from them. How important is that transparency when you talk oh, to it, drivers? It, it's it's absolutely huge, important. Man. You know, there's yeah. uh, first of all, we we've all, that's all been our, our philosophy we have seven principles and one of them is uh, say what you mean and mean what you say right and right. so we're, we're going to you know be transparent to our drivers and uh, to our customers uh, we think that's so very important and especially in this day where um you know if if you if you don't if you aren't transparent if you aren't giving drivers all the information um about your company or, or about the industry and there's so many ways to find it. <laughs> the, you, you, need to, you need to yeah. be transparent. You need to deal with the situation. You need to get their feedback, and then you need to you know, adapt your ways to make things work. What do you hear from drivers when they come up to you and say, okay, man, I'd like to get a penny more per mile, or I want to get more fuel bonuses and things like that? How do you talk to them about that? What goes on from that standpoint? Yeah, no, what we talk about is uh, we talk about I like to I like to educate the drivers on the whole industry because, um, you, you know, it, 
we're we're business, and just like any other industry, there's the economics of it and sure. supply and demand yep. and what, okay. what rates are. And I shared at the our driver meeting, for example, here is the average rate we get per mile, mm-hmm. per loaded mile, and remind them that we get paid on short route miles, they get paid on practical miles, we don't get paid for deadhead, we pay them for deadhead, you know, those types of things, and go through the economics of it. And once they see and understand and then see that we as a company – our, our number one cost as a company is driver compensation. Mm-hmm. And some companies, it's not that way. Maybe it's fuel, maybe it's equipment, but we put the driver first. And when I break that out and show them that, they understand that uh, we you know we pay a little bit on the higher end of the industry and, and we, we think there's rewards to that. We show it to them. And again, that transparency, they see it and they're like, okay, I get it. And we show them what we've done for pay increases over the last you know four or five years where we've, um, you know, I think our pay, uh, we've done pay increases about 17% since 2014. So they see that. They see that transparency, and we try to give them a roadmap on where we're going in the future. You know, and also, too, we were talking about the ELDs and uh, making sure that everybody's going to be compliant. And, you know, you look at what's going to be built from the internal infrastructure of the company. That involves bringing on new equipment, new software. Uh, talk about that. That's not cheap uh, in order to do that. You know, it, it's not, uh, particularly when you're doing it on a, on a larger uh, scale with a fleet like, yeah. like us. Yeah. And so the critical thing to that is, one, it never goes as fast as you think. <laughs> so we're getting close to the mandate. So if you, if you think you got time, you, you might want to think twice about that because it never goes as fast as you think. But then, you know, there's so many different systems that are involved in, op- in operations these days. And to get them to talk to each other, that's often the biggest challenge. Um, we can pick the, you know, the best ELD system out there, but then it's got to, it's got to, you know, flow in through our, um, you know, through our, our communications uh, from the truck. That, that system's got to flow into our operation system, got to flow into our accounting system, you know, so that that's, that's whole, to our compliance, it's got to be seamless. So th- there's a lot that goes into that. So it, it is a little bit more difficult. And when you look at uh, some of the other challenges ahead for the trucking industry, finding drivers, of course, has been something that we've talked about for so many, many years. Uh, where are we as far as the industry is concerned? Is this going to be one of the biggest challenges going ahead for 2018? I, I do think it is. I mean, I think there's going to be even higher demand for more drivers out there. Um, you know, we're trying to adopt as an industry as a whole to make it a more attractive job. I still think, you know, there's a lot of things we can do as far as lifestyle and we're working on that. But one of the things that are as an industry, we still have to, I think, come to grips with is, is that the overall driver pay needs mm-hmm. to be higher mm-hmm. yeah, as an industry. You know, I think we've we've lagged behind some other industries. Um, when you, when you look at pay and you, and you factor in, um, you know, over time, the cost of living that's happened in the country, inflation, those types of things, we've lagged behind. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. pushing that overall industry pay up is, I think, something that needs to happen and that we are going to see. And we've made great right. strides. And we have. Yeah. We have. And like yeah. I said, in the last, uh, since 2014, yeah. really, there's been good strides in that. And, you know, we have to balance that, though, because, you know, yeah, we, it's, a we, it's a business. And so yeah. we can't yeah. uh, just go and, and say, look, guys, for our overall economy, we still need to be efficient. Uh, so we do need to find ways to also meet some of the other needs of drivers. And we've been doing that a lot in the last few months. Months at uh, Crete and Schaefer. You know, you'd think about uh, the multiple platforms that are involved in the communication process, you know, with the drivers, with, uh, say, vendors, you know, the corporate structure and things like that. The shippers are also uh, also playing a very key role in this. Uh, you know, they've got to make sure that 
they're meeting the requirements that they recognize the ELDs have got to be part of their landscape, their dialogue, if you will. Are many of them recognizing the fact that this ELD mandate is coming? Are you seeing more of the shippers or the consignees saying, you know what, we are going to try to get you in and out as quickly as possible? Yeah, you know, I, I think there was a split. I think there was about half the shippers that really did see it. Okay. They work to be what, you know, they like to say is the shipper of choice Okay, uh, right. for, sure. for drivers, sure. for carriers. And we've done a lot of work with them on scheduling, on doing, we, we've increased the amount of, the percentage of our loads that are drop and hook in the last two years, we've increased working with shippers to do that to you know keep the drivers moving uh, and then there's others that are saying well I don't know if the ELD mandates ever gonna really happen does I think it's overblown you? it, it kind of does but now those those shippers are even kind of changing their tone okay. They're like okay, okay. this is happening right. uh, we are hearing from our carriers that don't have ELDs that they're scared uh, that something's got to change it's gonna have to impact their schedules so they I think they were thinking there's still gonna be a core people group out there that weren't we're gonna have to change well, and based on that, I mean, with the mandate coming down the pike and the fact that, you know, so many shippers are on board, some are not, ultimately it's going to trickle down to the drivers. And by roadside, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, do you think come the day, December the 18th, that uh, once somebody, say, is pulled over, uh, do you think law enforcement roadside will say, well, we'll give you a break or there's a grace period? Or, you, or do you think it's going to be, man, a drop-dead date? we got to go with it, and here's what you're going to run up. Well, from, from some of the uh, information from that I've seen from the FMCSA's listening sessions, I know that they know that that's a challenge. In fact, they're going to be talking yeah, here absolutely. at 2 o'clock at the at GATS that I want to go and listen for some <laughs> of that, too. But what I've heard is that... Um, you know, as with any new regulation, when it becomes into effect, um, there's a little bit of a learning curve. Um, so what I've heard is that, you know, the, the people have asked about, is there going to be soft enforcement? From what I've heard so far is that there's not going to be soft enforcement in, in the fact that BLDs are required. Mm -hmm. It's okay, so what are they going to do if a driver doesn't have one? And I think the way, as I understand it, you know, technically a driver is to be put out of service. Well, it's hard to put a driver out of service forever if they can't, you know, do that. So I think sure. they're talking about putting him out for a period of time mm -hmm. and then allowing them, you know, to go down the road and, you know, uh, and certainly then need to go get an ELD and, and show compliance. Um, but I, I think they're still working through a lot of that. Um, you know, we worked a lot with our state administrator uh, in Nebraska uh, for the FMCSA to help provide education for their team on how an ELD works. Uh, you know, what, uh, how that looks, how it feels, as for their enforcement officers, because you know the, the enforcement agencies don't have ELDs. You know, yeah. they, that's they're not in the business of trucking. So, uh, we've, we've, I do think they've done a lot in the last two years to educate um, the compliance team to have the knowledge out there. So I think they'll be ready for enforcement. Mm -hmm. um, now, what level, I think, is the real question. Well, and I think also, too, I mean, this speaks volumes of your organization. It's the fact you're on board. You've had a, a history of these things. I mean, you know what to expect. And you've got the data there where you can say, okay, if there's any adjustments, we can adjust quickly to meet those changing needs. Is this going to be an ever, uh, is this something where it's going to be constantly an evolving topic, in other words, or it's something that's always going to change? Well, I, I hope not. I hope at some point it gets it's stable. It's, it stops. It <laughs> okay. gets stable because, okay. you know, um, you know, we need to continue to evolve. I agree with right. that. We, we need to evolve in a lot of areas, but there's also some uh, some business plans that need to be made. Drivers want to, you know, owner operators need to know how, you know, sure. how, what can I expect in my next year for miles I'm going to average? And if I don't know what I'm going to do, I don't know, expect, well, what rates do I need to have yeah. to cover yeah. my costs, yeah. those types of things. So I, I do hope that, you, you know, 
in short order, you know, maybe hopefully within six months or so it levels off and we have clear expectations of what compliance is going to mean, what the rule, you know, really is in practice so we can, you know, have those expectations. i got a break for a few minutes. Uh, drivers, if you want to jump in real quick, I've got Tim Ashoff. He is the CWO with Crete and Schaefer. He's right here in Dallas with me and we are up in the Omni Hotel looking at the beautiful skyline of downtown Dallas and uh, I'm going to be wandering the floors and we'll certainly be uh, talking with drivers out there and getting your feedback about different things that are going on out there. And if you want to jump in real quick, just give us a ring at 888-876-2336. Let me update what's going on with the weather right now on Sirius XM. Up to the minute news, live on the trucking industry. It's Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis. Drivers hate coast to coast and border to border in Canada. Let me give you the phone number to call into the program. It is 888-876-2336. And yep, we are taking calls live from the Great American Trucking Show in Dallas. And man, what a real treat uh, for me. I live in the Dallas area and I normally don't come into the Omni Hotel. Normally, I just drive right on by and, uh, you know, just kind of take it for granted that, uh, hey, there's a Dallas skyline. But, you know, from this vantage point, it is really something to see. Uh, we're up on the 15th floor. And, uh, man, you just I'm looking right out the window at Reunion Tower. It's just to show you how long I've been here in the Dallas area. I remember that thing being built in 1982. <laughs> So that just goes to show you, I've certainly been here a long time, but man, it is a landmark, to say the very least, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, good to see everybody. We are at the uh, Great American Trucking Show in Dallas, and Tim Ashoff has been my guest. This 30 minutes on the program, I do want to get websites out there, social media, uh, where guys can find you guys. Sure, if you have uh, interest in us, uh, go to uh, creekcarrierjobs.com, schaeferjobs.com, and then also uh, for owner-operators, we have uh, another site out there called knowyourpay.com, and that's a site where we, you know, owner-operators have a lot of different things that go into their pay, so we kind of break that down and give you a comparison of, of you know, what we do for fuel, what we do for, for licensing, permitting, those types of things, so they can calculate what they'd make at Creek Carrier being one of our owners. I, I've got to imagine as, uh, you know, the boss, the president and CWO, you've got to be looking at uh, the strategic planning for the future. I mean, you know, we've got 2018 coming up right around the corner. I can't believe how fast this year has gone by. And I'm sure that you're in the formulation stages of looking at where you're going to go uh, from here. Is it adding new terminals? Is it going to be maybe looking at, uh, say, uh, say acquisitions? Uh, is it going to be looking at maybe adding uh, new equipment? Uh, talk about that. What's on the horizon for you guys going sure. forward? Well, we're very optimistic about our industry as a whole and certainly about uh, Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking as a company. Um, we see a lot of great opportunity out there with our customers. We have so many long-term customers that we've had and we're also adding new customers at the same time and, and they love our service because we have great drivers. And so we need more great drivers and that's what we're going to do. We're going to grow. Um, our plan is to grow organically. Um, we, we don't uh, look to go out and do acquisitions. Um, our general philosophy on acquisitions is when you're buying another trucking company, you, you know, you're, you're buying trucks drivers and customers and if if we can't do a good enough job to get our own good customers uh, we can buy trucks probably as well as anybody else or at least we hope we can and then drivers um, you know sometimes you don't know what the qualifications were for that company to have the drivers and it's a different culture you know we want drivers that will fit our all our culture and get what they uh, you know drivers want out of company so we want to grow those ourselves
ourselves. So that's kind of our philosophy on growth is to do it ourselves, continue to grow. You know, we've been around 51 years. And, uh, you know, last year we celebrated our 50th anniversary on the Crete side. This year's Schaefer's 80th anniversary. And so, and that's how we've done it. We've been family owned, debt free for um, 45 of those 50 years. And so um, we just want to stay that way and continue the growth we've had over the years. Our, our goal is generally between 5 and 6% growth, so not crazy, but manageable uh, growth. Who, who are some of the stars? Let's give a shout out to some of the best players you've got. Oh, you know, I, it's hard to you know name a few, but certainly we have Morris Sims, our longest term driver. He's been with us for you know 34 years. Uh, he represents the driving force well. He, he represents our culture uh, very well. He's he's a uh, you know good good one that all the other drivers I think know. Even though there's 5,000 of us uh, drivers out there, and then you know it, just our team. Um, you know I think one thing unique about Crete uh, is that we're not a team of individuals that need recognition. You know we are a team that is successful together. So uh, you know certainly um, uh, I, there are a lot of great people out there. But we just really act as one team, you know, and I think that starts at the top, doesn't it? Well, I think it does, you know, and that, and uh, you know, you're talking about the view out here, and I'm thinking, oh, this is a great view, a little different than the cornfields of Nebraska, where I grew up, and where I still have a view of out of uh, my office, uh, and uh, you know, I think it just goes back to that, uh, you know, for not to uh, you know talk too much about you know some of the uh, um, uh, in. Uh, drawing a blank on the word there, but, you know, the Midwestern values, sure, you know, absolutely. we were just that kind of company. Absolutely. We just want to be down to earth. We want to do work hard every day, work, uh, you know, make our job enjoyable and do the best we can. Where can we find you? Again, website, social media, and the phone. Sure. The telephone. Yeah, we're on uh, websites, uh, certainly uh, creekcarrierjobs.com, schaferjobs.com, hunttransportationjobs.com as well. Uh, knowyourpay.com for owner-operators is a good site. And then our phone number is 800-998-2221. And, of course, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Follow us there as well. Outstanding. Thank you, man. It's good to see you again. Yep. And, and drivers, again, that is Tim Mashoff. He is the CWO of uh, Crete and Schaefer. It's good to see him. And, man, we'll talk again. I'm looking forward to being on this panel coming up. And, again, want to mention the booth number where you guys are going to be. Yeah, we're here. We have two booths here. We're at uh, 29028 for company drivers. We have a recruiting booth there. And then for owner-operators, we have one of the trucks we have for sale here, a 2014 Cascadia in oh, great cool. condition. And we got the, the sale terms there and people that could help you with that. And that's at booth 38024. Outstanding. Good to see you. All right. We'll do it again. Thank Drivers, you very much. again, that is Tim Ash.